hear about complaining folk and a magical donkey that spoke. You'll wonder why Moshe hit that stone and why the spies could not atone. Some of our best stories by far were written in Sefer Bamidbar. This week's Parsha is Chukat. The beginning of Parshat Chukat is all about water. We first learn about the very interesting mitzvah of the para aduma, the red heifer, which is a special cow that would be brought as a korban, then burned, and the ashes would be sprinkled into water, creating a special magical water called the Mayim Chaim, that would help take anybody who was tameh, anybody who was unfit to bring sacrifices at the Mishkan or the Beit HaMikdash, and would turn them into tahor, would make them purified so that they could make that sacrifice again. Now, water was hard to come by in the Midbar, which was why God gave Miriam, Aaron and Moshe's sister, the very special superpower of being able to find water wherever B'nai Yisrael stayed. They'd be journeying through the Midbar, and there would be hidden little places that water would be found, springs, wadis, as they're called, and they would always be able to find it because Miriam had the gift of being able to find that water. So they'd have enough water to bathe themselves, they'd have enough water to drink, they'd have enough water to give to their animals, and they'd have enough water to do these ritual acts like the para ha'aduma, the red heifer. However, in this week's Parsha, Parshat Chukat, Miriam sadly dies. And B'nai Israel is upset, but not just because Miriam, the great prophetess Miriam, has died, but also because, where are we going to get the water from? I have a complaint for the complaint department. Moshe, Moshe, the water, where are we going to find water? And Moshe says, guys, I, I literally am still in the midst of mourning my sister. My sister died, and I'm very upset. And you're going to come to me with a complaint for the complaint department right now? Yes, but we need it. It's urgent. We need the water now. And Moshe goes to God and says, God, what am I supposed to do? These complainers, they need water now. And God says, it's fine. It's fine. I know you're upset, but the people, they do need water. So what you're going to do is you're going to go to that rock over there, and you're going to talk to the rock. And you're going to say to the rock, bring forth water. And Moshe says, oh, this is what I did earlier when we first started in our journey in the Midbar. You want me to go up to the rock and, and hit it just like I did before, and then the water will come out. And God says, no, 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 don't hit the rock. Just speak to it. And Moshe says, but the other time I did hit the rock. And God says, I know, but this time don't. Hit the rock, Moshe. Moshe says, okay, don't hit the rock. Don't hit the rock. Don't hit the rock. And he leaves the Ohel Moed, which is where he speaks to God, 
and he begins walking toward the rock, and the people say, so, so, what did God say, huh, huh, what's the deal? And Moshe says, don't hit the rock. One, one second, please, I just need to remember this very important instruction. Don't hit the rock. Don't hit the rock. And the people say, so, are we going to get the water? We're thirsty now. We're needed now. Where's our water now? Don't hit the rock. Just one second, please. Don't hit the rock. I'm, I'm going over to this rock. I'm going to get the water. Don't hit the rock. Don't hit the rock. But we're thirsty now. We need it now. I'd rather be a slave in Egypt with plenty of water than out here in the Midbar dying of thirst. And Moshe gets to the rock and he says, you want your water? Here's your water, you rebels. And he hits it with the stick. And the water comes forth and everybody's so excited. They get the water. Mm, oh, thank you. Thank you, Moshe. And they start to drink. But Moshe realizes Oops, I uh, hit the rock. Okay, um, I kind of lost my cool there and didn't follow God's instructions. Maybe God won't care at all. And Moshe goes to God and says, God, did you see that whole thing with the rock and the water? And God says, I saw it, and I'm not very happy about it. And Moshe says, but, but I was just so angry and I got really worked up and caught up and, and they were yelling at me and I lost my cool and I forgot the instruction. And God says, I know. And my friends, when I think about how God must have thought at this moment, here's the way I like to think about it. God says to Moshe, Moshe, I'm not mad. It's just that I gave you an instruction, and you didn't follow it. And Moshe says, yeah, but the instruction was different than what had worked another time, and, and I just kind of forgot. And God says, I know, I understand. It just means that you can't lead the Jewish people anymore. And Moshe says, what? From one mistake? And God says, well, Moshe, it was a test. I changed the instruction from what it had been before because when B'nai Israel gets to the land of Israel, it's going to be way different instructions than it is when you all have been traveling through the Midbar. Moshe, you've been a great leader as B'nai Israel travels through the Midbar, but when you get to the land of Israel, you're going to need to have different instructions and things are going to change, and I'm afraid that you have shown me that you can't take new instructions and remember them easily. So I'm afraid you won't be able to be the leader of B'nai Israel in the land of Israel. And Moshe says, oh, that is, that is upsetting. So I, I, I guess a new leader will have to be found and I'll go into the land of Israel as like a retired leader, the leader emeritus or something. And God says, no, Moshe, it doesn't work like that. If you were with the people, they would expect you to be the leader, and we need the new leader to be able to start fresh without you there. So when B'nai Israel goes into the land of Israel, you are not going to go with them. And Moshe is very upset. So does this mean that I'm going to die now? 
No, no, no. The, you will lead B'nai Israel through the Midbar, all the way through the Midbar, up until the land of Israel. But at the land of Israel, you're going to have to say goodbye. Now, we just said goodbye to Miriam. We found out how we're going to say goodbye to Moshe when the time comes. And in this week's Parsha, we also say goodbye to Aaron, who also dies. But before Aharon dies, he actually makes his plan for who is going to be the new Kohen Gadol. And it is decided that his son, Eleazar, is going to become the new Kohen Gadol in charge of the Korbanot. And it will be Eleazar who will be the first Kohen Gadol in the land of Israel as well. There's a beautiful ceremony that happens where Aaron takes off all of his special clothes. All of the Kohanim had special clothes, but the Kohen Gadol had an even more special clothing, the Choshen Mishpat and the Ephod, and he would take those off, and he gave them to Eleazar as a way of saying, before I die, you, Eleazar, are going to become the new Kohen Gadol. And the last thing that happens in this week's Parsha is that every now and then in the Midbar, there are little skirmishes, little battles, little fights that B'nai Israel is having with people who are living in the Midbar or nations that have other peoples in the Midbar. So whether that's Og, 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 or Magog, 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 or any of the other giants or any of the other nations that are very strong, B'nai Israel is constantly winning their battles. So even though Aaron and Miriam have died, things are actually going very well for B'nai Israel as they travel through the Midbar. But they are about to meet one of their greatest enemies that we ever hear about in the entire Torah. And they're going to meet that enemy in next week's Parsha.